Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And as I record this, we are in the month of February. And yes, it's Heart Health Month, but it's also Love Month. That's right, love. But for some people, this month and also just the Hallmark holiday, Valentine's, it sends them into a fragile emotional tailspin, wondering if love is ever going to really be in the air for them. Now, this actually applies to single people and women especially, but also couples that need to just desperately find their way back to what God had brought them together for in the first place. And so I have a perfect guest today, especially as this releases on Valentine's Day. And she is a relationship coach. Her name is Jackie Dorman. She's a professional matchmaker and speaker who has been empowering women to live their best lives for almost 25 years. She's a regular contributor on national radio, reaching millions with her humorous no-nonsense, relatable style. Her breakthrough mentoring program for dating and relationships is called Married in 12 Months or Less. It has become an international movement that has helped thousands of singles find love and rediscover hope and healing for their lives in a vibrant relationship community. Jackie calls Austin, Texas home with her husband, David, and together they are proud parents of a blended family that includes three adult children. Welcome to the show, Jackie. I'm so glad to have you on Visibly Fit. Um, We haven't seen each other for quite some time. It's probably been like 10 years or so. And yes. uh, Hi. Hi. So good to have you on the podcast. Yes. It's great to be here. Yeah. I think that in person, it's been at least a decade. Yeah, that is crazy. But with social media, it feels like yesterday. It does. <laughs> it feels like, oh, I just saw you all the time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the show because you have been busy. You've been up to so much since I saw you 10 years ago. And um, I am just curious, what has fueled your passion and fueled the fire to, to create this married in 12 months, you know, movement, and also for you to write this book? What, what has driven this passion in you? So first of all, you should know that in my personal friend group, uh, you already had a boyfriend, so it didn't apply to you, but, in yeah, my but first, we had my- some conversations around <laughs> we <did>. relationship. <laughs> we did for sure. But yeah. I'm always, I've always been the matchmaker Like you know, all my single friends, when they see me come, they're like, Oh, who's she going to fix me up with what's going to happen. And I have been credited as being part of 15 different re- marriages in my friend group. 
And so wow. I've always known that I loved this and that I have a gift for it and that I help people kind of get over themselves, get out of their own way, get out of God's way and get together and whatever's blocking them. But then during the pandemic, I just lost my mom. It's really ironic because, you know, we always end up doing things in areas where we've struggled ourselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our gifts are kind of, uh, they're matched with our pain has purpose kind of ideas, right? For sure. And my mom had just passed away. It was the beginning of COVID hadn't happened yet as far as the quarantine in 2020. And God just spoke to me and he said, look, I want you to take your inner healing heart work message. And I want you to put it together with your matchmaking gift because I want my sons and daughters married mm. and I want you to help me. I want, you know, will you help me play matchmaker? And you and, have to say yes. Well, I, I thought it was crazy though. I was like, really? Because by this time everyone's locked down. I'm like, this is the exact wrong time to be doing this. <laughs> but I did, I launched it married in 12 months or less. And it's named that because when you have a healthy heart, it doesn't have to take a long time. It right. really doesn't. That's right. And we've had so much supernatural success. Let me tell you, it has exploded in the last 18 months. I love that. And I, I, yeah, there are so many people that, that have struggled or just kind of think, oh my goodness, I'll never find that perfect person. And really what you're already saying is it does start with us. It starts with us individually making sure that our heart is healed, that, that we are in alignment with, with how God created us and that we are whole and ready to receive that special someone he has for us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing that people really do with me is they realize that, you know, there is no perfect person just made it perfect for you. Right. Right. And that everyone, including yourself, everyone has yellow flags. Mm -hmm. I think the longer that we've been single, the longer that we've been alone, the longer that list gets of things that we have to have in order to feel safe entering into relationship. And that list is usually filled with things that they're really not non-negotiables at all but we've made them non-negotiables because we're just scared. It's like, well, I've waited this long. I'm just, I, I, I deserve someone who's perfect, but everybody is under construction. Everyone yes, without, good. without exception. That's good. And yeah, there's not just, um, yellow flags. There's, there's red flags that we need to be aware of too, <laughs> but well, those yellow and, flags are cautionary, right? Yeah, they're cautionary. But the problem is, is that when we've had a lot of bad experiences and when we've been single for a long time, a lot of times we'll either escalate yellow flags into red flags. We'll see red flags that are not even there. Like I said, we, we have things on our list that don't belong there. Kind of or, fabricate it. Yeah. Or we'll minimize yellow flags into green flags. We're like, oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. Right. Um, you know, I'll just take him. He has a pulse. Settle. He's alive. I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> don't settle ladies. Don't, or men. No. don't settle. Yeah. Well, I, I love the fact that you have this passion because, you know, I mean, obviously God can work with a single person just as much as he can with a powerhouse couple, but we are meant to be together. He, he created us to, to have a mate, a helpmate. And so um, let's talk a little bit about that, about how God really did design us to have that helpmate and, and what that looks like and, and why it's so important, biblically speaking. Well, you know, I really believe that marriage and family, first of all, family is all God ever wanted. That's why we're all here. We're all here for relationships. So many people are like, God doesn't care about my relationships. Mm. You know, I can't ask him to help me in this. Well, hello. That's the only reason that you're here is for relationship. That is what (laughs) God cares about mostly Um, for the, for the, for the most, for the most part, that is really how he is involved in your life. 
And so, you know, going back to what you're saying about created us in the first place for each other, that that's beautiful. And I believe that marriage and family is God's maturity plan for us. It helps us to become the best versions of ourselves. But unfortunately, there's the cursed us and then there's the redeemed us. And really men and women having any kind of relationship with each other outside of the finished work of the cross is almost impossible because that battle of the sexes started in the garden. Yes, we were created for each other, but that all took a left turn <laughs> when, you know, all of that, you know, all that brokenness entered in at that moment. And so mm. many people are still trying to connect through that lens of brokenness and it just doesn't work. I'm so glad you're bringing that up, Jackie, because it is that uh, kind of victim poverty, brokenness, mindset, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And we, we, we do need to live on the other side of the cross, right? The redemption, the, the, the amazing people that, that we are in Christ and, and we don't have to suffer in that, in that space any longer. And I think that that is what people are bringing to the relationship, that brokenness, right? That they really have to heal uh, themselves, like we were saying a minute ago, in order to come and be ready for that, that wonderful individual that God has for them. How does this process work with you? Well, first of all, I have a, I have a challenge. It's kind of like a taste and see it's absolutely uh -huh. free and people come into it through lovestories.com and they just kind of get an idea of what is this crazy lady talking about married in 12 months or less. It's very intriguing to people. They just like almost can't not sign up, right? They just have to see what it is. And through that challenge process, people begin to really see that their relationship choices have more to do with them than they do the people that they chose. So often we sit in this judgmental place of, well, yeah, they were a narcissist or they were this or they were that, but we don't realize that we're the common denominator in all of that failed relationship. Amen. And even people that have counseling and coaching and they've done therapy for years, they come into that challenge and they have those aha moments where, wow, I really didn't see that I was believing that. And yeah. so they come through that. And then after they go through that, usually they sign my, they sign up with my programs. I have a bride boot camp. I have mentoring and dating coaching. I even have, you know, um, matchmaking, personal matchmaking. I have several couples that are engaged right now. I've I got to introduce them personally. We have hundreds of couples that have come together because of our program and our teaching and our community. And it's just incredible. That's amazing, Jackie. And is this like all across the country? Is it international? Is it just in where you live in Austin? No, it's international. We have, we have, we've helped thousands of singles in the last 18 months. And we have hundreds of success stories um, of actual like engagements and marriages. So, but That's we amazing. have so many people in marriage minded relationship. They're dating for the first time. They've had their first kiss. I have, I have clients that are in their thirties. They've never been on a date. They had never been kissed. They had never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And now they're in beautiful marriage minded relationships that are headed towards covenant and commitment. And it's just so fun. I feel like a mom. I'm like, Oh, they're dating yeah, and they're like older mom. than me. They're older than me. And I'm like, Oh, they had their first date. <laughs> I think that's amazing, Jackie. And, and you, you said marriage minded. And do you think that that's what you're helping them with quite a bit is getting them into that headspace, that marriage mindedness, because maybe they were living so um, often of just used to being single and, and being the fifth wheel or third wheel or whatever they kept living that out as opposed to living in the space of, 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 of being a couple, right? So how do you walk someone through that marriage mindedness process? 
Yeah, there's so many layers. There's sure. so many layers. And, you know, maybe one of the layers came from the broken marriage of your your parents or someone who's come before you and you have inherited trauma in this area. You're like, oh, maybe I don't want to get married. So you're not really marriage minded, but maybe also you, you know, you failed yourself. Maybe you're divorced or something happened. And that that failure didn't rob you of potential for a beautiful divine love story, but it does rob us of confidence. And yeah. so helping people step back into that place of confidence that, you know, God wants this for you. He has this for you, you know, kind of surrender the pen, let him write the love story. So we help people do that because that's really, really important part of the process is seeing yourself as a bride. In fact, yeah. we have an Austin retreat where women actually try on dresses and they can see themselves as the bride. And you know, another layer, it's a sneaky little layer, Wendy. Another layer is actually Little C Church. That's what I call the corporate church worldwide that tells singles so often. It's really kind of done singles dirty. It tells singles so often, especially if they're like over their 20s or in their 30s and 40s and 50s, ah, you should just be content being alone. Mm. You know, maybe God mm. doesn't have this for you. Do you, you want it really badly, but you know, maybe God's holding out on you and he doesn't have this for you. And so really helping them overcome that lie is very essential to their success. Yeah, absolutely. And I love Jackie that you help them really visualize it because those without a vision, they perish, right? So if you don't even have a vision that you're going to be walking down the aisle, and I don't just mean women, I'm talking men too. If you can't see yourself as marriage minded, how will you ever get there? So helping them visualize that is just powerful. Now, are you bringing men in as well or just mainly women? How is that working? So I started out with like, women. I've, you know, you know, cause you know me that I've yeah. been coaching and teaching women in all different areas of their heart for 24 years. But, you know, I've been doing this, this specific matchmaking for the last 18 months since mid 2020. And I was like, you know, I'm going to need some men to fix these ladies up with, you know, where am I going to get these guys from? And I just put out a Facebook post mid 2020. Hey, is there any guys out there that would want to, you know, come and, and do, I called it the 1822 challenge, which is Proverbs 1822. When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And do you know that just on that one Facebook post, I got two hundred clients, male clients. Seriously. And then it just kept growing and growing. And so now we have a community of men that's just as vibrant as the women's community, hundreds and hundreds of men. And so a lot of matches have been made just within those two, you know, kind of like co-ed community kind of thing. And so, yeah, just Amazing. exciting stuff. I mean, God is definitely in it, Jackie, for it to be accelerated like that. And, and, and it tells you that there's such a need, right? Yes. I mean, there, there's this void of, of this space and, and there's a need. People do want to connect, but they just don't know how, or like you said, they're afraid there's, there's lack of confidence or they're just fearful or they have negative mindset of I'm just not worthy. Right. So how do you, um, vet these people that are coming? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's kind of not a very nice thing to ask, but I'm just curious because, you know, you want to make sure that they're quality, good people. So how do you vet them? And, and is it because they've gone through kind of your, pro, your, your course and process? Yeah, it really is that just coming through the process and, you know, and we do that not to necessarily qualify them, although there has been times when that's necessary, of course, yeah. we want this to be a safe space for people, but yeah. also just to help them, to help them to become the best version of themselves right now, you know, yeah. to show up not as a counterfeit. Cause I really believe unhealthy attracts unhealthy and mm -hmm. counterfeit attracts counterfeit. And so just really helping people to put their best foot forward. And I want to tell you something that you probably already know. But Christians in general, when it comes to this 
this topic in this area went dating and different things are really weird. Okay. They believe some weird stuff and we got to deprogram all that. Yeah. It needs to be biblically based and non-judgmental and all that. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of that idea. A lot of people, they just married the first person who said hi to them when they were a kid. Cause they were just like, Oh, you know, that's what we do. We just, you know, dating is for mating, but dating is not for mating. Dating is to get to know yourself. It's a discovery process of getting to know other people and having fun and learning about the opposite sex and learning about yourself instead of this idea that, you know, I can't go to coffee with you unless I'm going to marry you. <laughs> it's like, what is this? And yeah, so just yeah. helping them to have fun with it. I wasn't brought up that way, but yeah, no, I have me, heard, uh-huh. me either. I, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't have my spiritual awakening until I was in my twenties. I didn't, you know, I didn't know Jesus at all. So, so I'm like, what are you, what's going on here? Really? So helping people to definitely get out of their own way in that area and just have fun with it and meet people and just get to know themselves better. Yeah. No, I think that that's good. I mean, because you really don't know someone unless, you know, you spend time with them and you become friends, right? Friends first. You yeah. and David were friends first, weren't you? I kind of remember that. Yeah, that we right? were we were neighbors. You were neighbors. We were, See, I don't know why I remember that all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We were neighbors. We were. We were neighbors. And we actually had both just gone through bad divorces, like not bad as in like long and drawn out, but divorce is bad. Right. right. <laughs> it's like it's a death sweet. and it's yeah, harmful it and hurtful. Mm-hmm. And for me, before the ink was even dry on those dissolution papers, I walked out in my front yard and I met the man that is now my husband. He was my next door neighbor. He just moved in. And instead of saying hi, I actually yelled at him. <laughs> I, I did. I, cause I hadn't done my heart work. And friends. he's such a nice man. <laughs> he is. But I thought that he was the sex offender that the email I got that morning told me was moving into my neighborhood. That's honestly what I thought. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Okay. And I had a five-year-old daughter and he had a little daughter and my daughter wanted to play with his daughter. And I was just like, look, buddy, you know, I know who you are. I mean, I didn't say those words, but I was just like, Hey, my daughter's not allowed at your house. She's not allowed to play with your daughter. I literally said that to this man. You know, as a complete stranger and thank goodness, another neighbor was watching who had already met him the day before and knew he was a really great guy. And she later, she was like, what's wrong with you? Like, seriously, like what, what, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was just in a, just a total fear response. And so many people are showing up like that to potential suitors, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really a good word. And, and yet there is that you know, space of having discernment and, and being protective, especially if you're a single mom and, you know, just to, yeah, I get it. But I don't know that I would have said that first thing out of my mouth, but I think that's funny. I'm definitely direct, but you know, the beautiful got a lot of grace. (laughs) He does. I, my, my, I always say my big head got another chance and we became friends for four months. And then eight months later we were married, but you know, that beautiful gift that you're talking about of discernment or, you know, intuition, spiritual intuition, when you have a broken heart, it will turn into suspicion though. It will, that gift will get overextended by trauma very quickly. And you will see things that are not there. You will see danger. That's not there. And that's, that's another way that we help people in our community. We help them get out of God's way and their own. Oh, I love that because yeah, trauma can really help cause you to see things from a different perspective. And, and yeah, I'm really glad you're bringing that up. Can you give us like a story or an example not just what you just experienced on your own there, but like of a distorted perspective that, that maybe 
came out on the good end, like yours and, and David's with a client? Yeah. So one that definitely just jumps right into my mind is uh, a young woman who had met a guy during COVID as well. And she overcome a lot. She overcame a lot of, you know, just fear in order to just really connect because back, you know, back during COVID, huh, listen to us, back during the back pandemic. Then, that's right. Uh, yeah, back <laughs> during the pandemic, you know, there really was, there was nothing open. So you really had to kind of meet each other at each other's houses and different things. And so sure. after- after talking and zooming and different things for, you know, a, a, a good period of time, they finally met up for dinner and he made her dinner and it just became a, a, a romance, a beautiful, beautiful romance where they, they just really bonded very quickly. They had a lot in common. And then fast forward to, you know, the end of quarantine and now they're back out living their lives and different things. And she was over at his house and she had to go and do something at the store and she needed some change. And she said, hey, you don't happen to have any quarters, do you? And he said, oh, yeah, I do. And he got a box out. Now, he had already given her a promise ring. They were already marriage-minded. They were already headed to that level of relationship. But in this box, there was a there was a bunch of rings, like just old rings, you know, rings that she didn't know what the purpose of. And instead of asking him and communicating with him, she took the change and she left and she broke up with him. Wow. And she let me know. Hey, I broke up with him. You know, we're not going any further. And I said, what, what, why? And she said, because he's cheating on me. Cause he has and all I these said, rings. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly where her thought process went. She just, uh -huh. oh, he gave me a promise ring. There's rings in this box. I said, well, were they women's rings? She goes, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I said, well, were they wedding rings? Oh, I just, I, they were just old were rings. I said, heirlooms? maybe they were, were they... his grandmas. Maybe exactly. they were his mothers. Maybe, yeah. but you see how she escalated into danger and sure. she was, she was triggered. She was triggered yep, because yep. she was constantly looking for a chink in his armor. Where is he not who he says he is? Because in the past, I've always been disappointed. And this, this relationship has gone far. So, you know, it's gone, it's gone to this point where, you know, when's the disappointment going to come? Yeah. When's the other shoe going to drop? Yes. And, I, and I have to tell you that I have heard that many times from several people. In fact, <laughs> I actually heard that from my husband currently, but when we were dating, cause he's like, I just, you're just so like your, your, your highs are here and your lows are, are here. You know, you're even keel. You're just like this. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, um, and I'm like, what other shoe? Like, what do you mean? I don't understand. Like these, I'm just, I, there's no shoe that's going to drop. <laughs> but, it's like, what are, what are you going to let the crazy out of the bag? Yeah. Right. When's the crazy <laughs> cat lady coming out? I shouldn't say that. Cause I, I like cats. I don't have any, but anyway, the stereotype, but yeah, like when's that going to happen? And, and it's because of, of, of past and we become products of, uh, of our environment as far as our thinking and what we've lived through and and uh, that kind of thing. So you just kind of assume that something's going to happen, you know, any, right. any moment now. <laughs> right. And when it doesn't, you're like, oh, all right. Well, I guess yeah. it's okay. But um, I love that you help people through that process and you kind of talk them off of the edge of the cliff, so to speak, of, uh, and, and then you help them jump holding both, you know, with, with a spouse's hand and then help them jump off the cliff, so to speak, into a, a, a marriage, a beautiful, blissful marriage. And so I think that that takes someone who is discerning themselves. And so I know you personally, and I know that you are, are gifted and, and uh, you're very tight with the Holy Spirit. And, and I know that the, that discernment is used in this process. So I think that's so cool. What has been your very favorite Thing that you've encountered or learned in these last 18 months as you've been on accelerated matchmaking? That it, you know, the, the main, it's, and it's kind of become a mantra. 
it's kind of become a mantra in our community and married in 12 months or less. We call it the M12M community. And that is that it doesn't have to be easy. It just has to be worth it. I think a lot of times people fantasize about the one for me or the love story God has for me is going to be just easy. And I don't know where we would get that idea because that's not modeled anywhere in scripture for us. No, but you know, but Hollywood, you know, coming in on a white horse, uh, you know, night yeah. And shiny, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. It's fantasy. Exactly. <laughs> so I've just learned that it has to be a yes until it's a no. Yeah, and that's what I good. teach. That's what I teach. It's got, it's got to be a yes until it's a no. Give yourself a chance to get to know yourself, to get to know this person. Don't cut and run at the first sign of danger. Because yeah. remember, you're God defended. You don't mm -hmm. have to be self-defended. I will tell you one, one thing that definitely will keep you from being able to step into the love story that God has for you. And that is you keeping up your walls and being self-defended. If you can't trust God to defend you in this area and to lead and guide you, if you can't give him permission and give him the pen, then you are going to stay stuck because people think those walls actually protect them. But Proverbs tells us, they and push this is people really, out. yeah, it does. It doesn't let love in. It might keep people out, but you know, it doesn't let love in. But here's the thing. It doesn't actually keep the, the bad ones out. In fact, they're attracted to that. And so, you know, there's a scripture in Proverbs, I think that it's uh, 17, nine, it says, build a wall, attract a thief. And, mm. and I'm just going to tell you right Interesting. now, yeah, right. If you, if you Never think thought that about that around relationships, but yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you have these big walls built around you, the only people that are going to want to climb those walls are the people that like that kind of challenge. And they're normally people that are very unhealthy, very codependent. You're almost, you're almost inviting a dysfunctional relationship into your life by having those walls up and just daring someone to climb them. Right. That is such a good word. And not just with, with you know, a, a spouse, you know, a marriage kind of relationship, but within business or any, any kind of situation. Right. I mean, it's so important to, to know that, wow, that, that can attract the crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> the it can. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, so in today's time, I don't know that women are stepping into their femininity as much as they could and should. And in my opinion, and same with men with their masculinity. And so what would you say a little bit about that? And does it have any role with the attraction process? No, absolutely. And that's one thing that we definitely dig very deep into, especially in bride boot camp and in mentorship for men and women is that you know, there's, there's this beautiful divine femininity and masculinity. And so many of us are far removed from it because we don't know what it looks like anymore. The culture mm. around us tells us that what gender roles should be and what we should be like and how we should feel right. like, for instance, men, let's just take them. For instance, they don't know that it is masculine to emote, that they've been created to emote, to have emotions yes. And a yes. lot of times they repress those things and they don't tell people that they're hurting or that they need help. And that's another thing that's not masculine as far as culture is concerned is to need help or to ask for help or to not be able to do it yourself. Like it's, you know, culture tells men, you know, as soon as you're 18, you're out of here, go figure it out yourself, son. That's what's going to make you a man. No, what's going to make you a man is humility. What's going to make you a man is being able so to good. emote and ask for help and feel so your good. feels to heal your feels is what we say around M12M. And the same yeah. with women. Women think that, oh, independence, that's sexy. That's something that men are going to be attracted to. I can bring home the bacon. I can fly it up in a pan. I can do it all myself. I don't need you to carry my groceries or open the door for me. Not understanding that the masculine in its beautiful original state wants to provide, wants, wants to, to protect. 
It doesn't yeah. mean you can't be the boss babe at work, but when you bring it home, sister, you're going to have to be able to let this man love you and protect you and, and, you know, not just provide financially, because maybe you make yep. more money, but provide for you in other ways. You got to be able to receive the, there you go. the divine you go. feminine is a receiver. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if I can say this on your podcast, but just all we have to do about, is look at our genitalia to realize I was gonna say, you're gonna who's talk the receiver about, and who's the giver here. <laughs> exactly. That, that's where I was going to go, actually. And yes, you can, because that's how God made us, yeah. right? I like it. I mean, I'm it's, good with it's, it. It's obvious. So women need to get better at receiving. We do. And men need to get better at, at giving. Absolutely. You know what I'm and, saying? Yeah. Because they've both been pushed aside as far as masculinity and femininity. And it's, and it's, it's, it's kind of our fault a little bit. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. For you sure. Know, like, don't open that door for me. I got it. You know, so we kind of, yeah. so men are like, well, I don't know. Should I, should I not? I don't know. And so it keeps them in limbo and they don't even know how to act. And so, um, I, I mean, my husband wrote a book called what every man needs to know and Ooh. it's about how to master faith, family, fitness, and finance. And so I share I like that be it. because he's all about trying to help elevate not just the younger generation, but because there's some men that just really need it anyway, but just help them elevate into their, to their manhood in all these areas because it's been so suppressed, but same with women. And so I love that you are connecting people and that not, not just connecting people to matchmake you are, are all about the heart. And as we, and it's about healing the heart so that two hearts can come together and glorify God, the, the real matchmaker, right? Yeah. I mean, I just believe that, and I call them spirit mate relationships because soulmates are great, but yeah. there's not a lot of longevity there because once, you know, I get tired of what it is that we made the contract about, you know, soulmates have contracts. I'll give you this. If you give me that. Mm. And then once someone breaks that contract or once someone stops giving that person what they need, or that person stops needing it, those relationships usually fizzle out, but Feels spirit like mates. Deal. Yeah, exactly. And spirit mates are those unions where, you know, we're, we're linked together to, to change the world. Like when we come together, something magical and amazing happens and there's gifts and talents in you that are unlocked and gifts and talents in me that are unlocked. And we start wanting to do things we never wanted to do when we were single, when we're together in this partnership. And those are the kind of matches that we are making here at M12M. Well, and that, those are the kind of matches that build the kingdom. Those are the kind of matches that make this world a different world. And so I'm super excited about that. And I know God has a major call on your life and has for all these years, but I know this is a new, a new space kind of, I mean, you've always been doing it, but I'm talking like business-wise, but I, I know you're good at it. You're good at everything that you uh, lay your hands on because God has gifted you in that way. But I know he has a special um, anointing over this. I really do. And I know you do as well. I'm going to ask just a, a couple quick questions. It's just a little more personal to you before we wrap up just because it's fun. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious, do you, is there something that is maybe unique about you, Jackie, that you'd want to share that maybe no one else really knows too much about? Maybe you have a hidden talent, a little, you know, something, something that might be kind of fun to share. You know, that's so funny because I've always considered myself like extremely untalented. 
Oh, like please. It, it, I know you're <laughs> it, in the, in the ways, in the ways that people judge talent, you know, okay. like art and music and just, okay. you know, the ways that people think, well, then I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I just, I didn't get that when God was yeah. handing those out. I wasn't there. Apparently I was absent, but <laughs> you know, I just really, really love people. So, you know, it's just really my time. I mean, I love people. Like I can't even go downtown in cities because the suffering of humanity that lives on the streets and down in the downtown areas of cities, because I'm wrecked by it. You I mean, like, I can't recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to go to bed after that. Yeah. And so, because I just can't, I can't deal with it. And so I think if I have a superpower, it would be just having that high level of divine compassion for people. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And that, that can be a, a good and a bad, it can weigh you down. Like you said, it can put you in bed because you have such great empathy. So what is maybe someone that you've really looked to all these years. I know you've been in ministry over the years and um, you, you've had different layers of your, your journey. Wh- who has poured into you and, and who would you say has been kind of your mentor along the way? You know, it's such, it's, and I get this question all the time, of course, you know, people ask this question and, and I, I just can't pinpoint it because I've just, I've, I've sat under so many good teachers and thought leaders, and I've, you know, read books and different things over the course of my journey and learned so much for so many people. I've even as a media consultant, which is what I did before being, you know, being a teacher and being a matchmaker, I've worked for so many like big name people. And I could name any one of those people as someone who kind of laid a brick in the wall. But what's so interesting is that when I actually reached out for like you know, personal mentorship, like, who, you know, are you my mama? Are you my daddy kind of thing? Like, you know, will you be my, my person? I never, I never really connected to anyone at that level. And so I think that what's beautiful about that is that I'm just kind of an eclectic mix of all of these different people, you know, one person, like I said, laying one brick on the wall and then another person. So I don't think that I can really, unfortunately name just one person or even two people. No, I actually think that's a great, honest answer because you're probably not alone there. And, and it's kind of like you, you, you know, you don't stick with the same teacher in, in first grade that you had in kindergarten. And and then in second grade, first grade, you keep moving on and you learn from each of the teachers in your life. And so I think that's a, a beautiful, authentic answer. And, you know, I think also I had such a very, very deep because of my childhood, I had such a very, very deep mother and father wound because of the abandonment that I experienced that I think that, you know, I think God always wanted to be sourced for me. I think that I would have put humans on pedestals for sure. If I would have become, you know, really, really very, very connected, connected to any one individual, I think that I probably would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if we put any human on a pedestal, <laughs> we tend yeah. to get in trouble. It's the truth. Yeah. So we don't want to put our, our uh, hope in man only in the Lord, but do you want to touch on your story before we wrap it up? at all. You, you mentioned abandonment and that's a big, big heart wound that a lot of people experience. I'm so glad you just mentioned that. Uh, do you want to yeah. unpack that just a little sure. briefly? No. Yeah. I'd love to. And so, you know, my story is just very similar to so many other people's stories out there, you know, just coming from a place of inherited trauma. You know, my parents did the best they can with, could, with the information that they had, sure. and it wasn't good information. 
So unfortunately, you know, my mom was married several times before I was even 10 years old. And none of those, none of those marriages were healthy. They were all abusive to her and to us. And, you know, very fragmented. I ended up in a girl's home and in some foster care type situations, you know, ended up being on my own as a, as a, as a teenager. And uh, like I said, I, I didn't have the foundation, obviously, that I have now. That spiritual awakening and journey started in my 20s. But I think this is why we're seeing right now all of the pain in the world, especially around gender, especially around the feminine and the masculine, because so many people have been hurt yes. by representations of that. Mm. And it's like they don't want to you know, they don't want to align themselves with that. Like, you know, you see kids nowadays, they don't, they don't even know, they can't even tell you there's like, you know, just dozens and dozens and dozens of genders to choose from, because I think people are trying to find one that doesn't, you know, trigger them or resonate with people that have harmed them in their lives. And so, you know, my, my, my childhood, you know, really, that's why I do the heart work. And that's why I teach people the heart work. It, it handicapped me in the area of relationship. And it would have continued to keep me from being able to receive and give love had it not been for God's divine intervention and teaching me this thing that I call the heartwork protocol. And that's what I use with all of my clients, all of my matchmaking, all of my students and everything that I do. I use that. It saved my life. I, I literally, Wendy, I was, I was going to be institutionalized in my 20s. Wow. I had such severe mental illness um, and wow. fragmentation from my childhood. And look at me now. Can you imagine? Amen, sister. God, yes, it's, it's, God it's is such good. A, yes, it's such a good story. And 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 the story gets even better than that because my parents, my family, all of those people, like I said, they were doing the best they could with what they had. They all came full circle in their lives too. And they were able to also do their heart work and also have abundant life. And now I have abundant relationships with the ones that are still here on earth. Mm, I love that, Jackie. God is so good. And he yes. is in the heart business. It is all about relationships. And so thank you for doing the good work that you're doing. Thank you for being courageous and bold and caring for yourself. Because if we aren't healthy and whole, then we can't care for our neighbors, can't share the goodness that God has uh, planned for us. And so thank you for being that courageous woman. And thank you, uh, thank you for being on the podcast and thank you for sharing. If you would like to know more, if you're listening, then you can go to, what is your website, Jackie? Lovestories.com. Super love, easy. Awesome. I love it. Lovestories.com to learn more and you can take the assessment and check it out. And yeah, God bless you, friend. And thank you yes, so much you for, too. for hopping on <laughs> with me on Visibly Fit. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Visibly Fit. Jackie Dorman is amazing. And check her out. Check out what she's doing over at lovestories.com. And if it is you that is looking to find that Christian awesome mate, then go to lovestories.com. Don't be shy. Or maybe you know someone that's looking for that, that spirit mate. Tell them to go to lovestories.com. And in the drop-down menu on that website, you'll see an area where it says, how did you hear about us? And you'll see an area where it says, visibly fit with Wendy Pet. If you'll go ahead and tap on that, that'd be great. We'd like to see where people are coming from. So thank you again for, for tuning in to this episode of Visibly Fit. I know that time is precious, a precious, precious commodity. And so the fact that you are sharing your time with me, I don't take that lightly. And maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're on a drive, I don't know, to work, or maybe you're on vacation, sitting on the beach in the sun, 
Oh, okay. I just had a vision there for a minute. Anyway, that's where I'd like to be, but maybe that's where you are and you're listening to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are in a place of, of wanting to get healthy and well, mind, body, and spirit, and maybe this is kind of a, a stuck point that you're in with with your physical well-being and you want to level up so you can be ready for that spirit mate, then I have something for you. Just go to getvisiblyfit.com and you can find out all the information there. I have a seven-week program. You actually have access for over a year along with my coaching. And that's a great way to level up in mind, body, and spirit. So check that out. Again, it's getvisiblyfit.com. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Visibly Fit. We'll catch you next week. God bless. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week and our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.